Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Hallelujah, we can do better than that. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's open up our mouths and tell him something good. Hallelujah, he deserves the glory this morning. He deserves the honor. I want to do something before we get into the message this morning. The enemy's been fighting. We went to a prophetic conference last night, yesterday afternoon, and it seems as though ever since... We left that conference, and in the presence of the Lord, the enemy has been fighting. I mean, the devil has been fighting. Printers won't work, can't print out my message. iPad, I have it here, now the message seemed to go blank. It just looked like I fought, like the man was saying yesterday, I looked like I fought with the enemy in my sleep all night long. But I know one thing, God is still victorious, amen? God is still victorious, and I I just believe the Lord this morning. I just believe him, and I just believe when the people of God pray, praise the Lord, when the people of God pray, something happens. Something happens. And I want even those of you who are seated now, if you don't mind, if you just, let's just stand up. And if it's all right, if there's nobody next to you, if you came with somebody, somebody close with you, just reach over and touch them. If not, lift your hands. And we need to talk to the Lord this morning because we want the presence of the Lord to have free flow this morning. We want the presence of the Lord to have free flow. And the devil is a liar. Come on, the devil is a liar. Amen. The devil is a liar. And I'm just a believer that what, what the word of the Lord says is so. Amen. And the word says that there is no weapon that the enemy comes with that's going to prosper. And regardless of what the enemy is trying to do in this service today, the devil is a liar. Come on, let's begin to talk to the Lord. Father, here we are again, and we just, we've gathered in your name, and we need you this morning. Holy Spirit, we give you free reign in this service. Have your way as never before. Move to suit yourself. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you because we are, we are in your presence. Here we are in your presence and we've came to come to glorify you. And we're asking you, Lord Jesus, that you would move. You said where any two or three would gather in your name, you would be in the midst. And certainly we've gathered in your name. It's more than two or three of us here. And we know you're here, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Let the word go forth with clarity. Let it go forth with an anointing that breaks and destroys the yokes of the devil. Oh God, you know what your intent is for this service. You know why you spoke the word that you spoke. And we're asking today, Lord Jesus, that there would be no hindrances to the word going forth. In the name of Jesus Christ, we believe you for it today. We bless you for it. Lord, even let the word fall on fertile soil. Start with me, oh God, that we would serve you better, that we would love you more like you would be like you desire to be loved, that we would be more aware of the enemy's wiles. We just believe you this morning. We're giving you glory today. We give you honor. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Come on, put those hands together. Open those mouths and let's just begin to thank him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. I bless the Lord this morning. I honor the Lord just for being here. I honor the Lord for all of you, the Lord's people. I thank God for you, not only those of you who are in the house, but those of you who are online. We just bless the Lord for you. Bless the Lord for our bishop, Bishop Ed. Amen. Amen. Bishop Ed Riley, I just bless the Lord for him today. Amen. I thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody else here thank God for the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where would we be if Jesus had just gone back to heaven and the Holy Ghost didn't come? All right. Amen. My Lord. Amen. Where would we be? Because we wouldn't have the power over Satan. He would have been in heaven. But he came and he left us with the Holy Ghost. Peter. He left us with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it's not just the Holy Ghost that comes upon us. But now he's God in us. Amen. And I bless God this morning for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anybody else here bless God for the Holy Ghost? Amen. 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 I praise the Lord today. And, and it's, been, it's just been a, a good day. It's a good day with the Lord. The enemy has been huffing and puffing. But I, found, I, I learned a long time ago that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Right. And the enemy wouldn't do it. This is just some things that I've learned. I've learned over the, well, something else I've learned over the years that the enemy wouldn't do what he tries to do, wouldn't try to do what he tries to do if he didn't see there was some potential. To glorify God in that situation. Amen. So I'm just blessing the Lord this morning. I'm no ways moved. I'm not, I am not moved by what the devil is trying to do. Amen. I am in no way moved. Amen. 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 God is just good. I want to continue where we were last week. Those of you who may not have heard, watched the, or may not have heard, saw the lesson from last week, or the message from last week, or the service from last week, go back. Listen to last week's lesson because we're going to go just a little bit further in that, on that same subject. Some things the devil doesn't want you to know. There are some things the devil just don't want us to know. Amen. Amen. And I want us to look at that. We're going to go a little bit further. I, <laughs> I am one of these individuals. I, my mom and dad were saved when I was born. So, as some people say, I cut my eye teeth on the pew. I was in church all my life. I don't know about bars and stuff, what, what folks told me, and go sit up at the bar and drink. And I, don't, I don't know about what I saw on TV. I, you know, I, I don't know about all of that. But it does not mean that I don't know what the enemy is trying to do. Just because you're born in the church doesn't give you a pass into heaven. Don't give you a pass into heaven. Just because I was filled with the Holy Spirit at a young, young age does not mean that I can automatically just sweep into the city. That's not what that means. The enemy is his desire to steal, to kill, and to destroy everybody. Jesus said, Jesus said in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And he said that whosoever... I mean, anybody, anybody who believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting 
life. So now, so now, if that's the promise of the Lord, and the enemy knows the promise of the Lord, so anything he can do, anything he can do to stop the flow of the adversary, to stop, I'm sorry, anything the enemy can do to stop the purpose of God in every one of our lives, he's going to do that. But what the people of God have to know are the wiles of the devil. In other words, the tactics of the devil, what his plans are, what his schemes are, how he plans to do it, and what are our offenses against him. Because I'm a firm believer that we have the greater one on the inside. Ah, uh, I don't want to have to, I don't want to go back over the whole message from last week, but we spoke last week. I'm just going to quite quickly bring you up. In Revelation, I believe it is the 12th chapter, the 12th chapter, where the, where the word says how there was a war in heaven. Mm-hmm. There was a war against, in heaven. Michael, who's the archangel, in other words, he's one of the big angels in heaven. <laughs> Michael and the, the archangel, it says Michael and his angels fought against it says the dragon and it goes on down further to say who is the devil or satan he fought against satan and his angel angels and then the bible says that michael and his angels prevailed and then satan was cast down to the earth but then I want to pick up, even we need to see, first of all, that that battle is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Satan cannot win against God. No, Satan cannot win against God. Say that, whether you're here online, wherever, wherever you're hearing this. Satan cannot win against God. Right. We've got to know that. Yes. Yes. We've got to believe that. It didn't even take God. It didn't even take God to fight Satan. Mm -hmm. Just one of the angels. Just one of the angels that God created. Mm -hmm. So if. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. It didn't take an angel with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of God. Mm -hmm. So now. It only took an angel that God created to war against and defeat another angel that God created. It wasn't the spirit of God. But it was only an angel on assignment. That's important. See, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. See, because... If we look, the Bible says that, and in our scripture declaration it says, in Isaiah the 54th chapter 17, it says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And he's talking to the beloved. It says, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, he didn't say an angel was going to condemn it. He didn't say God was going to condemn it. He said, we can condemn it. How is it that we can condemn it? By the power that's on the inside of us. 
what I'm, I, I'm, I want us to understand, help me here, Holy Ghost, is that every single word that the Lord has spoken in that Bible is true. Either the word is true that we believed unto salvation. Mm -hmm. That word is true. Yes, it is. Can we believe that? Because it says, you call on the Lord, you shall be saved. Uh -huh. Amen? Mm -hmm. We called on him. We repented of our sins. And he saved us according to the scripture. Oh, God, help me here. But that same word that says that you can call on him and be saved, that same book says that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Yes, but when the enemy comes, I don't want, I'm, I don't want to get ahead. I'm going to finish this message this Sunday. Bishop going to preach next week. When the enemy comes, We've got to realize that God has given us power over all of the works of the devil. Yes, yes. It's in the book. But I, let, let's go to the scripture. Isaiah the 54th chapter, I mean the, four, the 14th chapter, I'm sorry, and the 12th verse. I, I want to show you what the word says because there are things the devil doesn't want us to know. All right. Amen. He just don't want you to know. Because as long as he can keep us ignorant. When I say ignorant, I don't mean unlearned. Well, we still unlearned as far as it comes to the things of God. As long as he can keep us ignorant of the things of God, let me say it that way, then we won't use the weapons of our warfare against him. Yes. Amen. We won't use the tools that God has given us against him. We'll walk around saved, yes. We're out of sin for the most part. We're out of the kingdom of darkness, let me say that. But we'll walk around as though we're powerless, not knowing God, not knowing that we already have the victory, yeah. and that whenever the enemy comes at us, that we have the power on the inside to defeat the enemy. Right. As long as he can keep us ignorant of his devices. Yeah. Oh God, let's look at Isaiah the 14th chapter. The 12th verse, it says this. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? Hallelujah. How art thou cut down to the ground? Lucifer is another name for the devil. How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God and will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. How is it that the creature can now say, I'm going to be as good as my creator. Mm -hmm. All right. And he's going to ascend. He's going to ascend. Above the heights of the clouds. 
Listen to him. Listen to him. I can understand why God would send him down to earth. Because he said he's going to send. He's going to elevate himself. But oh God. But we need to look at this. I want us to look at what Lucifer is saying. What Satan is saying. And how this is who he thought he was. What he thought he had the ability to do. But he did not have the ability. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Holy Ghost. He didn't have the ability to fight against the, the angels of God. Not even to fight against God. Let alone fight against God. But he didn't have the ability to prevail against the angels of God. Before salvation, and I may have said this last week, before salvation, we weren't even a threat to the devil. Because he had us. He had us. So if he has us, he didn't have, he didn't have to worry. The only thing he would have to worry, he would see our, if he could see our potential. Because he would want to keep us in his clutches. And not let us go because he know. Some of, there's some of us who sin real big. <laughs> mm -hmm. If I can say it that way. Sin the whole lot, if you understand. And he knows if ever somebody like that who I could have gotten to sin like that. If I could have gotten them to sin that much. How much would they, more would they do if they ever give their hearts over to God? That's why some people, you, you look at them and you say, boy, they would be so good for the kingdom. They would be, but the enemy fights with them. The enemy fights with them. He, it's like he, it's like they start, they, you can see the want to in their heart, but, but they just can't seem to step all the way over into the kingdom because the enemy sees potential. And just because we come over into the kingdom does not mean that he still doesn't see potential. So the enemy will come, the same Lucifer, will come after our potential. He'll cause us. Sometimes he'll let us just focus in the church, function in the church. Just let us function. And we just do, we just do, we work, we can work in the church. As long as we don't yield 100% to the Lord. If we ever, because he believes and he knows that if we ever give God 100% of our lives, we'd be awesome for the kingdom. So what he will do, he'll try all he can to keep us. Keep us, even though he can't capture our soul in the inside again, but he'll try to keep us and stop us from moving forward inside of the kingdom of God. The devil knows he can't win against God. He knows that. But he'll come after his children. He'll come after his children. He'll come after us. He'll come after the people of God. Any. And he does not fight fair. He comes after us by any means possible. And you want to know one of his greatest weapons against us is our own selves. See, because he will take and dangle accusations. Because the word tells us he's an accuser of the brethren. He will accuse you of your past. He'll accuse you of what you... He will plant a thought in your mind 
And then he'll accuse you of thinking it. Because right. he's a liar. Yes, and he's a father of lies. And see, we don't even see his tactics. And he doesn't want us to understand what he's really doing. Because You ever seen people who throw a rock? They'll say something. They call it throwing a rock and hide the hand. That's what the devil is doing. Before you know it, you thinking you thought that. Right. When he's the one who suggested it. Yeah. And you sitting there. And, con and, and before it's over, you've thought yourself into condemnation. You don't want to go forward. Lord, help me, Jesus. But we've got to see the wiles of the devil. I think I said this last week, and this is something Bishop said a couple weeks ago. Every time one of us gives a heart to the Lord, and it's so important, we must see that we are now children of light. There are two kingdoms, darkness and light. We're translated from that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And everyone in the kingdom of light has the potential to bring others into the yes. kingdom of light. Yes. Yes. So he won't let you, he does not want to let your light shine at 100%. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want your light to shine at 100%. Why? Because if your light shines, somebody in darkness is going to see light. And they're going to gravitate towards the light. So he's going to do everything he can to smother your light. Even if that is into deceiving us to smother our own lights. But the word, remember, everything in that word is true. The word declares that we are the light of the world. You know, I've said this and I'll say it over and over. It's dark out here now. It's real dark out there. It's dark. Things are happening now that in all my 70 years I've never heard before. It's dark out there. And if, if one of us, remember, there's, remember the song, I don't know if it was here in Jamaica, I wish somebody's soul would catch on fire yeah. Yeah. and burn with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I wish somebody's soul, just imagine we'd just catch on fire. Yeah. What would happen in your neighborhood? What would happen in your families? What would happen in the church? Yes, yes. Souls would be translated from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. But if the enemy would make us feel like we're worthless, we have no value in the kingdom. We can't do anything. And we, you know, we compare ourselves against someone else. And I can't do anything. And I'm not as good at doing this. But God has given every one of us a measure. Every one of us has work to do. Yeah. My work may be different than Sharon's. Sharon's is different than Michelle's and on and on and on and on. But every one of us has a part we can play. My fingers, let me tell you something. Back in December, I had to have surgery on this finger. And he went in my hand and pull out something and whatever whatever but this hand was handicapped and when I say it was handicapped I couldn't function it was just one finger you would say but it was just one finger but that one finger <clears throat> that one finger it affected my whole body the whole body was affected all parts of me was affected why was that? Why was that body effect? Because all parts are, thank you, are important. 
All parts are important. Is this finger? Could I, could I still drive? Yes, I could drive. Could I still eat? I could use this hand. Could I still clap? I would clap like this or clap like this. I, you know, I might have had to do some things differently, but this finger was just as important as my eyes. Because for the body to function the way it's supposed to function. We may be able to accommodate and change some things, but in order for the body to function the way that it's supposed to function, every member plays its part. There are no big eyes in little use. Bishop and I just at the front of the line. Don't mean we're special. Don't mean we special. We've got to work out our soul salvation like you got to work your soul salvation out. Amen. The Bible said work it out with fear and trembling. We got to work it out with fear and trembling just like you got to work yours out with fear and trembling. We got to all work for the Lord. We have to all work for the Lord. And every one of us is just as special as the next. There are no small members in the body of Christ. Amen. But God is telling us huh, that we have got to be mindful and know the plans and the wiles of the devil. We need to know his tactics. Let me say this first of all. He is a master deceiver. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says this. It says be sober and this is in the King James. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But let's look at it in, in the Amplified. It says, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined, self I'm sorry, be alert and cautious at all times. That enemy of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. Right. The devil is looking for the weak ones. And not only is he looking for the weak ones, he figured the weak ones are easy. But he's looking at the strong ones to see if we're giving place to him. Because yes. none of us, I don't care how long you pray. I don't care how long you fast. I don't care whether you stay in the church and sleep on the altar. It doesn't matter. There's no one in here is devil proof. If we don't stay before God... We all will fail. Yes, yes. I put, and the word says, I tell you the word is true. The word is true. It says, don't put no confidence in nobody's flesh. Don't put none of my flesh. Don't put none of his flesh. I don't put none of your flesh. Know your flesh. Flesh, unrenewed flesh will sin. Mm -hmm. Flesh that's not submitted to the power of the Holy Ghost will sin. Yes, yes. It will dispo disobey God. Mm -hmm. No confidence in the flesh. We cannot have confidence. Thank you, Lord. In the flesh. I was listening to Ricky Rewardy yesterday. He said this. 
in order to devise a trap, one must study the person they desire to catch. Think about that. In other words, if I had a mouse in my house, I would not get a trap that you would trap a bear. You have to look at them. You understand? Why would I put a bear trap in my house for a mouse? Or why would I put a mouse trap to catch a bear? <laughs> because you have to look at and determine the size and how fast they run and whatever, whatever. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So now I said that to say this. Satan studies us. He studies us. He looks at us. He knows what we like. He knows if there is some of his desires still in us. He knows. He knows his works. He knows his works. So if I'm the individual who flies off the handle quickly. Well, if I'm the individual with a temper, and that temper, he knows his works. If I'm someone who holds iniquity in my heart and I'm unforgiving, he knows his works. If I'm somebody who doesn't love like I'm supposed to, if I'm selfish, he knows his works. He knows. So he's sitting here studying. So if I'm someone who has unforgiveness in my heart. <laughs> thank you, Lord. If I have unforgiveness in my heart, but yet, and I, and I hold on to that, but I may be the kind of person who still shares with others. I'm freely I freely give. So he's not coming at me with me being stingy. He's going to have something. He'll come with something else that would cause me not to forgive. That would allow me not to forgive. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? In other words, he'll keep coming at that same thing. In that same area of unforgiveness until my heart becomes hard. And, because, and, and I become bitter. I may still be giving to the poor. I may still be helping those who have not hurt me. I still could be someone helping over here. But as soon as this person right here does something similar to what they did over here, they don't get any more help either. Satan knows his works in our heart. And he knows it doesn't matter how long it's been there. He may not bother you today. He may not bother you tomorrow. But keep on living. Because it's his desire to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And he's got good patience. The devil has good patience. Welcome. Good patience. Hallelujah. And all we have to do, all we have to do is keep on living like we're living. Yeah. Keep on doing like we're doing. Mm -hmm. 
when the enemy tells us this about ourselves, or if the enemy, I mean, I'm sorry, when the Lord tells us this about ourselves and we don't do anything about it, because God will talk to you, you know. Holy Ghost will talk to you. Let me say it this way. If I have unforgiveness in my heart against Bishop, let's say that, and I could be still going along being a nice little wife, and I can maneuver and I know how to do and you know I, I can be wife all the way if you understand what I'm saying but in my heart there's something that's not I, I haven't let go of something that he's done the devil knows that and, and I'm speaking from experience I'm telling you what I know not because what somebody told me I'm telling you what I lived. <laughs> and the enemy knows that. Because he can remember what? He recognizes his stuff. So if I have stuff in my heart against him, the enemy doesn't have to, and I'm still working in the church, and all the, all the church stuff and all the ministry stuff. But if my heart is not pure, then what happens here, he'll come back with that. And before you know it, what will happen, you'll feel like nobody's saved. All them, all them people right there. And we'll think we're the only one right. And then we'll even go to the scripture to justify. Justify how we feel. When in actuality... The enemy won't let you see that the root of where we are is because we had unforgiveness in our heart. Lived it. And I had to go before God to repent. And you want to know what? What the Lord told me? He took me to the scripture. He took me to the scriptures. In, in Mark where it says, in Matthew, in Matthew where it says, because we know the Lord's Prayer. I forgive those our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. not temptation, but lives me even down the kingdom. Pardon the glory forever. Amen. We know that. Learned it from a child. But then that next scripture says, this is where he took me. If you don't forgive your brother their trespasses, neither will your heavenly father forgive you yours. And I needed God to forgive me of something. I went to him and I said, God, forgive me. You know what he said? I can't. I mean, it kind of took me aback. He couldn't forgive me because the word says, if you don't forgive, God won't forgive us. You want to see somebody learn how to forgive? Ann wrote a book about it. <laughs> and wrote a book about it. Why? Because I, if I had died, what was going to happen to me? Could he say, well done? All because I had stuff in my heart that I wouldn't let go. The wiles of the devil. And the devil in the church functioning. Preaching. In the church functioning. With stuff in my heart that God wasn't pleased with. God help me here this morning. I 
Isaiah, the 14th chapter, the 15th verse says this. 15, 16, and 17. This is that, remember we, we, we spoke, bless you, we spoke about how thou fallen down, O Lucifer, son of the morning, and how he said he was going to ascend above the heights of the clouds, and he was going to make his hit and be like the most high. Then the 15th verse says this, Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble? That did shape kingdoms? That made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof? That opened not the house of his prisoners? Just imagine. Just imagine. Now, all, some of us, we, our knees shake when we talk about the devil. Some of us now, our knees shake. Seriously. Let somebody come in here and, and it's filled with, the, I mean, demon possessed, and some folk knees are shake. They run out of church. Seriously. But that same devil that has caused so much havoc. To the whole world. Just imagine what he's done to your life. Just imagine all of the negative, ugly stuff that has happened in your life. Just imagine how he has, oh my God, caused us and deceived us for so many years to do his bidding. Just imagine. And then he's sitting there in hell. And folks looking at him saying, that's him? That's, that's, that's the one. Because he is the master deceiver. Yes, yes. He's got this deception thing down to a science. And see, as long as he can keep us from believing. And, oh, God, help me here, Holy Ghost. As long as he can keep us from believing that the power of God that's on the inside of us is greater than he is. He wins. We give him the victory. But the Holy Ghost wants us to know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. As long, oh God help me here, as long as we don't give God 100%, and some of us are scared to give God 100%. Some folks are scared, Peter, to give God 100% because they're scared they won't get what they want. Or things won't go the way they want them to go. Bishop Ed said something the other Sunday, and I didn't, don't think I knew all of this story. All these 47 years that I've been married to him, I didn't know all of this story. This was something he talked about when he was in Vietnam. He said this, and I thought, I looked, I said, huh? I turned around and looked at his sister. I said, oh, she couldn't see I had my mask on. He said... When he was in Vietnam, he was in service in the war, that he thought <laughs> he was, it, the war was going on. And he decided he was going to go down, Sharon, into the city. You were here that Sunday, were you? You thought like I thought, didn't you? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You don't have to say it. <laughs> he going to still love you, but it's still the truth. But he thought, he decided he was going to go down into the city 
where the enemy was and go hang out. Go get some drinks and whatever else he was going to do. And then, let me get, make sure I get this straight. Is, is the story straight enough? Because I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not embellishing. I just I sat there way, right down the front row and heard what he said. And my mouth flew open. He said, some people, while, while he was there, you heard it too, Peter. You heard it. You heard it. While he was there, he said, somebody there said, Viet Cong, Viet Cong. So they wanted to hide. They hid him. So he ran to hide and had to stay there all night long in hiding. All night long. Okay. And the next morning early. The next morning early, they told him, okay, you can come out now. Because they're gone. He had no weapon with him. He had nothing. But I guess a little bit of money in his pocket to go do with whatever he wanted to do. I'm sitting there and said, this man crazy. <laughs> Thank God for salvation. You understand? But I always began to think about that. What is the difference in what Bishop Ed did before salvation? And what some of us are doing after salvation. When we decide to take our little vacations and go and do what the enemy wants us to. And I'm not talking about a literal vacation. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about step out of salvation. We go on a little sin break. That's what I've heard them call. We go on a little sin break. And... and do what the, what the devil wants us to do outside of the ark of safety. What's the difference? Bishop Ed went down to where the enemy was and almost got killed. Could have gotten killed, I'll say it that way. But then what we do, we think it's okay for us to go take a sin break. And just expect God to, heal, to keep us and, make us and forgive us and bring us back again. Not so. What's the, we thought he, what, was he all right? We were thinking, y'all know you thought it. <laughs> you know you thought it. I did. I said, my God. And I'm his wife. Wasn't married to him then. <laughs> but y'all understand, that's what we thought. Why would he do something so stupid? But we're doing the same thing. The whole country of the U.S. was backing him. Whole country would stand behind him. The soldiers, not just him, all soldiers. All of heaven stands behind us. But yet we step outside of the safety of God to go satisfy. He went to satisfy flesh. He was to get drinks or whatever else he wanted to do. We step out of the safety of God. That thing has been bothering me. We step, not because of him. Thank God for, thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for protecting purpose in his life. But we step out of the safety of the Holy Ghost to satisfy flesh. 
What's the difference? Somebody tell me what the difference is. I can't see a difference. With the power of God on the inside of us. We do the same thing he did. And all of us thought something was wrong with him. When he told us that. But here we're doing the same thing. Stepping outside the ark of safety to satisfy flesh. And the devil doesn't want us to see that. The devil doesn't want us to see we're laying down who we are. We're covering up the light. We're causing our light to go dim. We're causing our light to go dim. And we are giving him place in our lives. God help us. But how do we become victory over the devil? Hallelujah. How do we become victory? How do we remain victorious? Again, we've got to recognize who we are. We've got to recognize that the greatest power in the universe is on the inside of us. It's not that we can walk around like this. Because pride is not our friend. But we have got to walk knowing and confident that God is in me. Hallelujah, Jesus. First Corinthians, the second chapter in the 12th verse says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we know the things that are freely given to us of God. There's some things that God has given us. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He has, oh, and I've got to stop. He has given us the word. He's given us the word. I said it before, I'm going to say it again. Every single thing in that Bible is true. Either we're going to believe it or not. It's not enough for me just to believe that enough that Jesus died on the cross for my salvation. That's not enough. I've got to believe in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was with God in the beginning. I've got to believe that. I've got to be believe that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. i got to believe that. I've got to believe that Jesus is coming again. Just like he did. Like he left, he's coming back again. And he's coming for those of us who are ready. And who will say, even so, come Lord Jesus. I've got to believe. That just like he's going to come, Amasha, and take us to heaven, if I'm not ready, I'm going to end up in hell. I've got to believe that. I believe it. I believe it. And it's not that I'm scared to sin. I'm not scared to sin. Well, baby, I better say that. Yes, I am. To a certain extent. When I'm saying that. But it, I should say it this way. It's not a fear of sin that keeps me from serving God. For, that keeps me serving God. That's a better way to say it. Because when I say I'm a, I, 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 I don't want to sin. Because I never want to lose my fellowship with God. 
What if I can't get it back? That scares me. That right there scares me. That if God don't take your spirit from me. I, I, I don't. What if I die in my sins? That kind of stuff scares me. I don't want to lose. Or, or, you know something else that, that really scares me? If I sin, when I say really bothers me, if I sin and you see me sin and cause you to stumble, that right there bothers me. That bothers me. Because church, and I say this, and I say it, every one of us are responsible to let our light shine. We're responsible. Whether I let it shine at home when it's just me and him, or whether I let it shine at home when it's just me. Or whether I let it shine when I'm out and about and about. I'm responsible. Not only has he given us the word. Not only has he given us the word. But he's given us prayer. We got to pray. I heard we were counseling a couple the other night. They go to another church. And I, we asked them. I said, do you all pray? You, you know, because we were encouraging them to, you know, really renew their fellowship with the Lord and whatever. And we, we asked him, do you pray? You know what he said? And that thing stuck with me. He said, I pray, but I pray lazy prayers. What lazy prayers are, what I interpreted that as. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Start me on my way. Let the words of my mouth meditate my heart be accepted on your sight. Lord, to my strength, my dear, amen. I pray. God forgive me for everything I've done. Now I lay me down to sleep. Pray to Lord my soul to keep. You prayed. But are these the kind of prayers that's going to break the yokes? That's going to set the captives free? We, we in here. We caught. We already in here. We already saved. But what about them people out there who don't know him? What about those folks who we deem as unlovable? There is a man. I see him walk in the streets. I pray for him. God, give him to us. Save him. You know, if God saved that man right there, how many souls would be coming to the kingdom? God, save him. But church, in our individual walk with the Lord, we got to pray. It can't just be the, now lay me down to sleep prayers. This is for you and me. We got to spend some time with the Lord. We got to spend some time with Him. And we say sometimes we don't have time. But look how much TV we watch. Compare your time on your watch, on, on your games, on your phone and your, your iPads. And compare that with how much time you, play, you pray. Yes, we work. Yes, we have the house. But how much free time? Or, or, or but, but I got to relax. How much relaxed time do we spend in comparison to the Holy Spirit, spending time with the Holy Spirit? And prayer is not doing just a gimme list. There is a listening side of prayer. Spend time listening to him. What is it that he has to say? We see as long as the enemy can keep us and keep us feeling justified because we do the lazy man prayer. 
that's one of his wiles. God, help us as a people, as a church, to pray more. To pray more. And to take prayer more seriously. These are the weapons of our warfare. Hallelujah. Praise. Praise tells God, thank you. Situations may not be going the way we want them to go. But God, I thank you. Praise acknowledges the fact that God, you're still in control. I bless you. I thank you. Got a whole lot going on in my life right now. But God, I still praise and bless your name. Is everything like I want it to be? No, it's not. But God, I still praise you. Because it could have been a whole lot worse. It could be a whole lot worse. God, do, do we have all of us? If you don't have anything going on in your life today, get up in the morning, your day coming. It's going to be tomorrow or the next day. But one thing we've got to, we can praise God for, because remember that word is true. He said he would be with us. He would never leave us nor forsake us. In the midst of the most trying times, God is there with us. And then David said this, I will bless the Lord when? At all times. Did that mean just when everything going good? Does that mean when, 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 when we get unexpected checks and weeks after the birthday, gifts still coming? Does, does that mean that's when I praise him? No. What it means, it means in the good times. It means when the situation, when you're not feeling good. When the situation doesn't go well. Mm. We bless the Lord at all times. Hallelujah. Strength, let's use the weapons that the Lord gives us. The devil doesn't want, to let, want us to know that these are powerful weapons. Powerful weapons. Fasting. Fasting. Bishop said it during, when he was up. We need to amp up the fasting. That's something the Lord's been dealing with me about, not only in my own life, but for the church. We need to amp it up. We need to start fasting more. Because what the enemy is doing, we, we, he heard when God said what he said about this ministry. He heard it. And I can think of one, two, two times he came and stuff happened. People seem just to have left for whatever the reasons. I do know some of the reasons, but, but what we didn't do, Bishop, we didn't fast. We didn't, we prayed, but we didn't fast enough during that time. You understand what I'm saying? Because the word is still sure. Some things only come out, but by fasting and prayer. We can pray, but you gotta fast with it. Because God has said what he's going to do. And now he's coming to tell us to accomplish what, he, what we have to do so that what he has said will be accomplished. We got to fast. 
We gotta fast. We have to have a lifestyle of fasting. If you understand what I'm saying. Where it's not just we fast the first month of the year. Nor we just fast for the first five days or the first three days of the year. We've got to fast. The, um, the disciples said, I think I had that scripture in my notes somewhere. In Luke the fifth chapter. They came to Jesus rather and they said, why don't your disciples fast? And he told them there was no need for them to fast while the bridegroom, in other words, while he was still here. But once he's gone, we have to fast. So in order for us to grow in God, you know what fasting does? It focuses us. And sometimes it refocuses us. It causes our minds to become more God-centered. Hallelujah. It shuts out distractions. It allows us to hear the Holy Spirit clearer. We gotta fast. I promise you, if we amp up the prayer, we amp up the fasting. God is going to move. Another weapon that we must use, another one, is humility. We've got to humble ourselves before God, church. Gotta stay humble before Him. Humility by definition often implies diminished self-confidence. That's not what it is. Because God tells us to have confidence in Him. He said, don't cast away your confidence. That has great recompense of reward. That's Hebrews 10. Great recompense of reward. So it's not, our confidence can't be diminished, but my confidence is not in my flesh. My confidence, Michelle, is in God. Confidence in God. I remember the Lord told me that years ago, have confidence in me. He said, because I know I know how to move. He said, what you don't know, I know. What you don't know how to move, I know how to move. He said, have confidence in me. I remember that. That's been over 30 years ago, but I remember that. And it's, so it's not that we're trying to, our confidence has to be diminished and we have to walk around like, no, no, no. But humility, C.S. Lewis says it this way, according to Christian teachers, the essential vice, the utmost evil is pride. Unchastity, anger, greed, drunkenness, and all that are mere flea bites in comparison. Think about it. It was through pride that the devil became the devil. Pride leads to every other vice. It is the complete anti-God state of mind. Complete. Pride is total against God. Totally. So we've got to make sure we're walking in humility before God. Walk in humility before God. Walk in humility. Bishop closed with this scripture the other day, and I'm going to do the same thing. James, the fifth chapter, and the fourth verse says this. James, James, the fourth chapter, rather, and the sixth and the eighth verses. It says, but he giveth more grace. But he giveth more grace. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. He giveth grace to the humble. He'll help us if we humble ourselves. It's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry. It's nothing wrong even if you were only 1% wrong. Apologize for the 
other person could have been 99% wrong. Don't give place to the devil. Not even the 1%. But they said, don't give place to the devil. Then it says, submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Then he says, resist the devil. And he'll flee from you. Then he says, draw nigh to God. And he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. And purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Let me share this. If we know the devil's wiles, I can know all of these things that the devil does. All of his tactics. And still not humble myself. He won't flee. Because it's still some of his stuff. God is saying, let's walk humbly before him. You humble, as we humble ourselves before God, the gifts that God has placed in every one of us, in every one of us in here, and those of you online who are serving the Lord, God has placed gifts in us. We're called to work in the kingdom of God. We're called, but as long as the enemy can keep us off focus, as long as the enemy can keep us from really surrendering to God, as long as he still has something that he can find, we'll never walk into our full potential. What the Lord is asking us, be mindful of the wiles of the devil because I've got great work for you to do. You're called to the kingdom for this time. And every single one of us in here, every one of us, has work to do for God. We have work to do. So many souls out there. So many people need God. So many people need Him. So many people are hurting. So many people need just a kind word. So many people. So God, use me for your glory. That has to be our prayer. Let's stand on our feet. These are some things that the devil don't want you to know. There's some things the devil does not want us to know. Because he knows if we see how he comes, not only how he comes, but he also knows if we if we become actively, actively involved in the things of God from the heart, if we start fasting, if we start praying, if we humble ourselves before God, if we get in that word, if we walk humbly before him, God will use us for his glory. God will use us for his glory. And I dare say everybody in here wants to be used by God. Everybody. We've got to set our face now to seek the Lord. And this is not, yes, as a church, yes, but in our own individual walks. In our individual walk. Got to pull our socks up. This is between me and God now. My relationship with him has nothing to do with you. You may see it. You, you may, you will see whether I have one or not. You understand what I'm saying? 
if I don't have a relationship with God, you're going to see my flesh. But the more I seek after him, the more you'll see him shining through me. Ah, let's talk to the Lord. If there's anybody who's here, if you're, not, if you're here and you don't know him, if you don't know him, or if you're online and you don't know him, I'm going to ask if there's anyone here who doesn't know him as Lord and Savior, come to the altar this morning. Hallelujah. Just come to the altar. Ah, bless God. If you're online, just right where you are. If you're online, just raise your hands before the Lord. Or if you just want a closer walk with him, just lift your hands where you are. God, I want more of you. I want more of you. I want to know you more. I want the weapons, the defenses that the enemy doesn't want us to know. I want them to be activated in my life. Strengthen us with might in the inner man, God. Help us. Not just individually, but help us as a church to take on spiritual things even more. Help us to mind the things of the Spirit. Oh God, oh God, I bless you this morning. Holy Spirit, we pray this morning that you would move and have your way. Help us to love your way. Help us to be quick to forgive. Help us to quick be quick to humble ourselves before you. Help us to seek after you. When you say come and pray, help us to lay aside everything and talk to you. When you call us in on a fast, Lord, help us not to make excuses for flesh. We bless you this morning. Mm. Oh God, help us to resist the devil. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Hallelujah. God, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Let my life be to the praise of your glory. I don't understand everything that has happened. But God, you left me here for purpose. God, you have left me here for purpose. Many times the enemy has tried to take me out of here. Many times, many times, many times. But God, this morning I bless you. You've allowed me to stay so that I can serve you. Lord, help us to be soul winners. Help us to be soul winners. Help us to let our light shine. Forgive us for where we've come short. And God, help us from this day forth to purpose that we'll live for you. We give you glory this morning. We give you honor. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Come on, lift those hands and tell the Lord, thank you. Come on, let's bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you glory and praise today, oh God. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty awesome God we serve. I bless the Lord, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless him. Come on, let's bless him. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him. Oh, surely the presence of the Lord is here. Hallelujah, Jesus. Those of you who are at home, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord right where you are. Thank him because he's mindful of us. We praise him, we praise him, we praise him. Oh, we bless the Lord, we bless him. You may be seated in his presence. Oh, what a mighty and awesome God he is. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I bless the Lord. Saints, let's seek the Lord. Let's seek him. And you know what? If you find it difficult to seek him, ask him to help you. He'll help us. You know? The Lord took me on a fast, told me to give him a fast. I went on a fast the month of January. And first couple of days were hard. I mean, the things that he wanted me to do, told that, he, that he instructed me to do, first couple of days were hard, Peter. They were hard. I'm not telling you they weren't hard. But you know that flesh had to come into subjection. You know, I'm not saying you stop taking your medicines. That's not, I'm not saying nothing like that. That's not what I'm saying. But the Lord will give you what to do. And how to do because the thing is make that flesh come in under subjection to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Amen. First cup, first hour or two may be difficult. It's all right. It's all right. Not gonna die. <laughs> Sometimes you wake up in the some days we can go a whole day without eating. Oh goodness, I ain't even eating today. Get busy and da, da, da. then all of a sudden we say we fast and you're hungry. You get up at seven, you're hungry at eight. <laughs> it's just that just the way that flesh your mind will work. <laughs> But the Lord will instruct you as to what to do. You know? You listen to the Lord. Because what Bishop can do, I can't do. You understand? Because we've got different physical issues. But still, I can sacrifice to the Lord. I can give up something for God. You understand? So, really, let's set our face now to seek God. All of us can pray. All of us can get in the Word. Join in on those Bible saints. God's changing us. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Those Bible studies are life-changing. Join on the Bible studies. God is good. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the Word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to ofhorangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.